2: Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're tuned into Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast, where we break down all of the hottest and just most salacious, interesting celebrity gossip stories of the week. And I am joined and supported and, you know, just happy with my two co-hosts, Arbiter Beauty and Style. It's Gwen Flamberg on the mic.
3: Well, hey, guys. Uh, There's lots of fun things to talk about this week, including. Something that's beauty related. So I'm excited.
2: I love a little bootay moment. (laughs) And she is definitely here for all the right reasons. It's baby woman, Sarah Herod. Hey, hey. (laughs) hello well we do have a lot of wild celebrity news stories to bump into but let us first start with our woes of the week these are the stories that made my co-host and i clutch our proverbial pearls and just really stood out to us for one reason or another when tell us what stuck out to you and made you go well this week
3: well you know that i love talking about hair in fact we have a whole franchise at Us Weekly called Trust to Kill. But this story is about the lack of hair. Trav, did you guys see that Pete Davidson is up to some more antics? And he shaved his head.
2: I
4: did. He was, I he did. was
3: front and center at the Knicks-Lakers game, okay? Was that like a little bit of a of a crumb that he wanted to debut this at the Knicks-Lakers game, L.A.? Like. Does he want his ex, Kim Kardashian, to see that he has shed the last vestige of his relationship to her, which was that platinum hair? Because you know that he did that platinum hair for Kim. So now it's like totally gone. Of course, you know, Pete Davidson rocking his usual sort of wacky style, wearing a gray tracksuit. A lot of chains, sort of very Ali G style to me, <laughs> and not just a buzz cut, but bald, bald, bald. Which you know begs the question: Is this for a role? Is this for a skit? Is this for some stunt? Or does he just you know want to see what it's like to be sexy and bald? Do you like it? I don't like it on him. Now, let me just say, I happen to like a shaved head. Okay. I think bald men, very sexy, super duper, totally bald. But on him, he kind of, he's a very round head. Who knew? He <laughs> looks a little like, not like Pete Davidson. I
5: don't know. I thought it was jarring myself. I didn't think it looked bad, but I was like, oh, that doesn't necess- I didn't know that was Pete Davidson right away. Right. Exactly. No. Round. He's a, he has a head like
3: Charlie Brown. Who knew?
2: <laughs> I also love the Kim Kardashian of it all. You're reading it to this haircut Like, could be a subtle dod. I am here for this conspiracy theory breakdown. That's right, <laughs> the he, LA Lakers.
5: He always does his best work in a Knicks game. That that's is true. one place you will catch Pete Davidson ready to deliver with a new girlfriend or a subtle message or a shaved head. Like He does his best work at a basketball game.
2: Yeah, you could really write a timeline of his life from his Knicks appearances and really yeah, break that sure. down. <laughs> well, Baby Woman Sarah Huron was it a bald beauty that Stuck out to you as well, or did you? Were you interested in something else?
5: I guess you could. I don't think you'd call him a bold, be- bald beauty, but he is bald.
2: <laughs> okay, I'll take it. And how dare you? I mean, okay, <laughs> so.
5: Just when the whole Housewives universe have shifted focus to care about Jen Shaw and her legal drama, which she is expected she or will be ordered to report to prison by February 17th. So the countdown is on there, everybody, just so you know. But just while we're distracted by Jen Shaw, a um, more OG legal woe has resurfaced in the Housewives universe. Tom Girardi has been indicted. So Mm. you might be confused because Tom has been named in lawsuits since like fall of 2020 um, am, following this alleged, you know, all these crimes where he has been accused of embezzling money and fraud from his clients. He's a lawyer, a very, he was a very high powered lawyer, Aaron Brockovich, anyone. Um, and he has been accused in many civil lawsuits in the last three years of stealing money from his clients. So these are the clients themselves or the companies themselves and like a company or a, a you know a team taking suing Tom on behalf of the clients, so it's on on their behalf. They want their money. The plane crash victims want their money. The whoever else he stole the fire the burn victim wants their money. People he specifically stole from. Not the government taking action against Tom Girardi. So. And in all of those, Erica was named because she was on his bank accounts and, you know, whether how she was spending the money, was she spending the money that Tom allegedly stole and all of that. But as Erica has said on Housewives many times, she has not been charged with the crime. And that is true. Now, Tom, who is 83 and allegedly has dementia and Alzheimer's and has been living in a memory care facility for almost two years, has officially finally been charged with a crime. He's been charged with five counts of wire fraud and accused of embezzling more than $15 million from his clients. These are charges that have been filed by the government in California, and he faces up to 20 years in prison. Um, Erica has not been charged with the crime still. The investigation is ongoing. It's possible she could be a witness. Um, it's also just interesting what's going to happen here since he again has been in a memory care facility. For two years, his brother is his trustee, his conservator. Um, so likely they will probably work something out behind the scenes. I can't imagine this will go to trial, um, but we'll have to see what's going to happen for Erica. But I believe we're only days away from season 14 of or 13, whatever it is, of Housewives starting to film again. So perfect timing on that front.
2: Uh, Bravo is always there for all the legal woes. They really do a great job at that. Well, yeah. my role of the what week... What made
5: you go, Roe? Oh,
3: thanks
2: for asking. <laughs> well, my woe of the week um, comes from someone who called us all poor. Yes, that's right. Uh, Anna Delvey, Anna Sorkin, depending what country or time you're in, um, made me go woe because she is gearing up to speak at an MBA class at Harvard. According to page six, um, Harvard has some time to brace itself because it's just in the planning stages right now. She's, of course, under house arrest at the moment, so I don't know if she'll zoom in or wait until she's released. Um, she's still serving a uh, house arrest for her multiple fraud charges in 2019 four counts of theft, three counts of grand larceny, stack them up. And while this shocked me, it also even shocked me more to learn that she has addressed NYU students and that Oxford is interesting and ha- is interested in having her speak too. And I, I don't know if she's like sort of like a cautionary tale, like don't, no pyramid schemes, no scams, kids, or if she's really giving business advice because, you know, she almost did pull off the heist. But yeah, that sort of made me go, whoa, this week. Well, let us get into some of the news. Now, let's start with some Us Weekly exclusives, just because it's fun and we feel good about ourselves. Um, Paris Hilton, who just um, announced that her and Carter have welcomed a son to the world, their first baby, um, Us Weekly has learned that she has a second surrogate pregnant, that she sort of diversified her embryo portfolio and was working with a few different surrogates and two of them got pregnant and that very, very soon she will be announcing a second Baby, which is just really exciting.
3: Paris Hilton having twiblings. Who knew?
2: Having twiblings. I would never have thought that. It's wild to see Paris as a mom, and it's nice to see Kim Kardashian and everybody like, you know, really giving it up for her and supporting her. Now, we also have another exclusive that Ariana Grande is also trying for a baby with Dalton Gomez, who we love. Um, they seem so adorable. She is currently filming the Wicked movie, but they are trying right now. The Housewives of Potomac would call it shooting up the club, um, mm-hmm. but they are trying for a baby um, because she would get pregnant and it wouldn't interfere with Wicked because that's going to be done filming soon and she's ready to start a family. The source also tells us that Ariana Grande wouldn't mind being pregnant during the press tour and now is sort of of the perfect time post-Wicked and pre-new album to get pregnant. And I'm happy for her.
5: You know what's very. interesting? I'm happy for all these women. Congrats on motherhood. Um, good for you. But what's interesting <laughs> to me is I don't know much about Dalton Gomez. You know, like he kind of, Ariana Grande started dating him during COVID. They got married like in her living room. It's was It's been very like under the radar. She hasn't had new music out in years, so we don't even have insight that way. And Carter, Paris Hilton's husband I don't know if you watched that wedding special show but like he just kind of made me like cringe and gave me heebie-jeebies and so does just photos of Dalton I know nothing about Dalton and like I hate to just slander these men for no reason but they both kind of freak me out and that's that's how that's what I feel about this I agree (laughs) with you
3: I agree
2: I, I always like Dalton, never creeped me out, but Carter. And I saw in the Daily Mail today that, you know, his baby mama, a source close to her, right. uh, revealed that Carter was in the delivery room when his son was born 10 years ago. And the daughter. daughter, sorry, his daughter was born 10 years ago. He's in the hospital room, gave his daughter a kiss on the forehead, left the room, and never saw his daughter again, which is a little bit concerning. And his baby mama is like a former reality star as well. Which also gives me a little bit of pause when they sort of start dating uh, a bunch of reality stars.
5: Yeah, it's, I remember he, when they first got engaged, or maybe when the wedding special was airing. Something a source close to her also spoke out um, with similar claims about how he never sees his eldest daughter and he denied it at the time. But it's not great when there's any sort of proof or allegations that can be made that you just like don't see your other kid like that's just never good. Usually, as Gwen would say, where there's where there's smoke, there's salmon. Exactly.
2: Oh, yeah, there's a full lock smear going I've on. I taught you
5: well, Sarah Heron.
2: <laughs> well, that, uh, <laughs> so good luck. Happy for you guys, but trepidatiously. Let's loop on to Britney Spears because she uh, came for her fandom, she came for Alyssa Milano, a lot of people this week. Uh, So Britney Spears posted on Instagram after she had deactivated her Instagram, uh, defending herself from allegations that she was having a breakdown. Now, there are so many rumors going up online that Britney has died and been replaced, that she's being controlled again. The conspiracy theories on TikTok are deep and vast. But Brittany said, since everyone thinks they know my story, all caps, think again. A mere side of any given Sunday doesn't show worship, placing someone's story out there. It's a day of welcoming, not a righteous reply. She says, it is what it is. Nope, I'm not having a breakdown. I am who I am and moving forward in my life. And I have never felt better. Now, this was just a few days after cops showed up to her house after receiving an influx of calls from fans who thought that Britney was in danger, Britney later said that her fans went a little too far for making, quote, prank phone calls to the Ventura Sher- County Sheriff's Office. She also claimed that the police never entered her home and left immediately after realizing that there was no issue. And this, uh, a couple days ago on Tuesday, she called out Alyssa Milano and accused her of bullying her after Alyssa Milano tweeted last December, someone please. Go check on Britney Spears. Um, But a source on TMZ said that Alyssa Milano reached out to Britney and apologized, even though the tweet was from December 2022. Um, She still apologized to Britney for it. What do you guys think? Have you gotten into any of the Britney conspiracies? I know they're a little bit ridiculous, but I get asked about them by friends all the time.
3: I think they're a little ridiculous. I do think that she is... um... She doesn't seem 100 percent well, but she also doesn't seem to be in a place where fans have to call the police. So I understand her, um, you know, wanting fans to not call the police. But I, I I do think that she should be a little bit more grateful that everyone really wants her her best wishes, especially Alyssa Milano. Um I don't know, Britt, you know, you be you, but maybe try being you not on social media for a little while. Maybe that's the solution.
5: You know, I think that's a huge, I think that's a great suggestion, Gwen, because the social media has been raising eyebrows since before all of this. And maybe it was a good thing at first before when she was still in the conservatorship, because it was kind of a way in. But now that she's not in the conservatorship anymore, if she doesn't want people breaking down her every move, maybe she shouldn't share it. Right, exactly. And it is exactly. tough, you know, when those reports came out of her, like at a restaurant a couple weeks ago and there was all these claims of that she was like acting, you know, not perfectly. And that there was about Sam. Yeah, like that's tough. And you want her to be able to leave her house. And so that I have some sympathy for. But some of the Instagram stuff, it's like you're putting it out there and we've been doing this for a long time. Like, I don't think it's worth posting on Instagram, if it's going to cause this. And it reminds me of our um, good friend, Jana Kramer, who I just feel the need. I should have made this my woe to throw out that she did confirm her new man. Um, And he does live in a different country. So I just, you know, talking for someone who's going to get angry at people judging her, not sure why she decided to debut her new soccer player boyfriend, Alan Russell, who um, is from Scotland, but lives in England or maybe the other way around. I'm not sure. And who she's been traveling every three weeks to see, leaving home her two children. Um, who do have a father, I know, but just feels like a choice um, to date someone overseas after everything you've been through pu- and then take it public. So just throwing that out there, I don't know if we want to start a count of how long this relationship for, <laughs> for Jana Kramer will last, not to be, you know, rude.
2: I missed you talking about Jana Kramer because the way that you want the best for her yet have so much concern mm-hmm. for all of the choices she makes in life is really lovely to see. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you're a true fan for her. Um, well, let's move on to Tom Brady because he has announced his retirement, as we talked about last week. Again, second retirement, very share. Um, very share. But very share. This is his last farewell tour. Um, but Giselle comments he posted a photo Bridget Moynihan and their son Jack was in it. Giselle Bundchen was in it. And Giselle commented under his photo, wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life. She said under his Instagram announcement and just hours earlier, um, Tom Brady declared that he is, quote, retiring for good and gave a nod again. to Gis- again, and he sort of gave a nod to Giselle. He says, I know the process was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured i just press record and let you guys know first. I won't be long-winded. You only get one super no- emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. Lol. This post also contained a carousel of photos, like I said, but um, with him and Giselle's two children, Ben and Vivian, it's nice to see, you know, his ex Bridget Moynihan and Jack. I know Sarah Huron loves that, but it was nice that Giselle commented and that they seem in a way better place than the last time he announced his retirement and then took it back days later.
3: I just feel like it's white noise at this point. So, you know, you do you Tom Brady. I I don't know that the fans really care anymore because he ruined it. You just cry wolf over and over again. It's like, I mean, whatever, go do whatever you want to do.
5: I know it reminds me of um, Ashton Kutcher in that Esquire profile that came out this week, which was very juicy. Said that he like was kind of in a place in the last couple of years where he might be done, but he wasn't going to like announce it because what if he changed his mind and also like, who cares? And I know with sports, you know, it requires a little bit more of a turnaround and you have to whatever people need to know if you're on their, their fantasy team. But versus like being in the movie. So I get that it's not exactly the same, but um it just I want to talk about Ashton Kutcher, so I'm making it the same.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that those there were so many wild revelations in his mm-hmm. memoir. He talked about him and Demi Moore uh suffering through a miscarriage that led to like Demi Moore talked
5: about it in her memoir, and this was him acknowledging it this, for the first time.
2: Yeah. And then I just all the demi stuff was sort of what stood out to me. Um, but Ashton, I feel like whenever he speaks, like he just his way of being is sort of like aggressive like his revelation, yeah. revelations just sort of come off harsh
5: like he never he doesn't do that much press anymore because he doesn't hasn't really done many movies and he's promoting this movie with Reese Witherspoon and it was just like a very old school profile of a celebrity where they asked questions about like their whole career and it was like very long and Clearly he had done multiple interviews and he said that he was effing pissed when Demi Moore's memoir came out. And if you remember, I loved that memoir right up there yeah. with another one we're going to talk about in a second. Um And she did reveal a lot of stuff about his cheating and about her miscarriage that she had when she was six months pregnant and stuff that no one knew about them. And he said it was at the time in his life where he felt like, like paparazzi stopped following him and Mila, like he had his kids, he was fine. And then the next day it was... Everyone cared about Ashton Kutcher again because of these revelations in this book. But obviously, like, Demi Moore can share her story too. Um, so it was a lot of stuff about that. And then for me, it was, with this, the net that 90 show coming out, I had been doing deep dives on what the cast had said about Danny Masterson for stories, and the majority of them hadn't said anything. So it was almost like I willed this out in my What Has the That 70 Show Cast Said About Danny Masterson gallery, which didn't have many answers in it. And then Ashton Kutcher does this interview and says a lot, and he's still in touch with Danny Masterson. He's worried whatever he says because Danny Masterson's kid will read it one day. He said that he, you know, always stands with anyone who feels like they've been violated. But at the same time, he would hope his friend would be found innocent, but he's not the judge. It was like a very real reaction of like, of course, I want to stand up for my friend. But if I do, then everyone says I don't believe the victims. But of course, I believe the victims. I have a sex trafficking charity kind of like in a, in, a, in a circle. So I'm really surprised that he agreed to answer even a question about it because he had yeah. it in so long. And as you know, Danny Masterson is starting his, his second trial starts in March after the first trial was a mistrial
0: for three counts of rape. So crazy. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
2: It was. And that trial was going on right down the hall from the Harvey Weinstein trial. They were literally happening <laughs> in the same hallway, like three rooms against each other for so many days. And yeah. I feel like there's been too many Danny Masterson trial dates because it's still alleged, but I mean, it's looking mm-hmm. really bad for him.
5: I know. I mean, these allegations first came out in 2017. <laughs> but there was no legal stuff filed yet. Then there was like a civil lawsuit and then it was not until 2020 that there was a federal like government, like Dan Ashland versus the government lawsuit. Yeah. And it finally went to trial. COVID delays and stuff went to trial, mistrial. And then they tried to get it. The second trial dismissed. And the judge was like, I believe that there's you know more to hear and we got to get a new set of juries in here. And I was just summoned for jury duty for the first time, you guys. So maybe, wow. maybe I'll get to be on a fun trial.
3: Boy, I hope for you, you do. Jury duty can be really fun if you get on a good trial. If you don't get on a good trial, it is uh, hellaciously boring, unless, as Travis Cronin Travis was on grand jury, which like you left it. It was
5: great. What does that mean?
2: Oh my God. It means that I had to, I had to do like four weeks of deciding whether cases got brought to like a real court case and they were all (laughs) drug charges and everything happens in Times Square and Port Authority. That's always (laughs) crack. Um, But it was just like, it wasn't that interesting and it was depressing, but I was glad I had a book because you're not allowed to use your phone. And there's a lot of downtime.
5: Do they want me to crack? Yeah, you would know, your summons would be for grand jury. No, I think I was they said for for the length of one up to one week or the length of my last jury
3: duty was literally a day. It was like half a day. It wasn't even it was it was it was wildly short. But, you know, I'm not sure if the courts know that they have summoned
2: a lawyer, (laughs)
5: a (laughs) paralegal. I might be they might replace the judge with me.
2: Well, they really might. And baby woman, you are not the only lawyer now in the world because there is a brand new person who is finding her legal footing and her name. Is Gia Judice? If you're nasty, Gia Judice, the daughter of Teresa and Juicy Joe, as he prefers to be called, has uh, taken a new job, but actually internship as an immigration lawyer. Now she is twenty two. Uh, she's twenty two and will graduate from Rutgers this year. And she announced her plans to start working with attorney Kathleen Martinez, who is an immigration lawyer who off- offers services in all fifty states. After she graduates from Rutgers in the spring. Uh, Referencing Elle Woods' famous quote from Legally Blonde, Gia and Kathleen shared a joint Instagram post, said, what? Like, it's hard. We are so excited to welcome Gia Judice to the firm. Um, And she clarified that she will be interning for us. She is not a lawyer, fresh out of her undergrad. Um, Louis commented under some congratulations to Teresa's new husband. And uh, this is coming three and a half years after her dad, Joe Judice, Juicy Joe, was deported to Italy um, in October 2019, following his 41 prison uh, prison sentence for fraud, the most common reality star in
5: prison sentence.
2: Oh, I said 41 years. No, you 41 41 months.
5: prison sentence. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 41 months for fraud as all reality stars. The most common charge they go away for is fraud. Usually a little bit of wire. Um, but I thought this was nice that she's sort of doing something to, you know, help people like her dad, who she still like loves and doesn't think did anything wrong. And I think it's sort of like a lovely little salvation story for Gia.
3: It's interesting. And... um totally like meta right like i can't believe that she's actually doing immigration law she's she's pursuing a career in in that field i just couldn't believe how old Gia is <laughs> like i know that <laughs> years go by and like we walk with reality stores we watch them grow up but like i still was like wait a second how is gia about to go into to. law school and is, is is going to enter intern for this Law firm, but I, I think it's really cool that she's diving deep and learning more about something that affected her family and that affects so many other families.
5: So I thought I thought it was super interesting.
3: So
2: Sarah like I you. know you I know you want to sing it. I know. I
5: well, know. you know, she she's waking up in the morning. Milani is the pop star with yes. um I can't wait to grow up. I got plans to glow up. Um, my mama said it ain't easy, but I don't care. So what? Which I haven't listened so <laughs> long and I can't believe that it just came back to me. Um right. But long story short, always rooting for the Judice Jujiche girls. They they've Me been too. through a lot, and we've watched them grow up. And you know what? Gia could probably just be an influencer, and she's deciding to go to law school. So you got to give her snaps for that
2: snaps for you, GDJ. Totally. Well, let us finally, Baby Woman has been excited to talk about this the whole episode. Um, it is Jessica Simpson. Now, it turns out she didn't share everything in her best-selling memoir and Baby Woman Sarah Huron's favorite book read, A uh, Celebrity Memoir, or at least up their Open Book. She did a new short story for Amazon Original Stories, and Jessica Simpson detailed a secret romance she had with a, quote, massive movie star years ago. Um, she re- revealed a lot of about their romance except for who the guy was. She talked about how they met, where they kissed the first time, that they didn't sleep together. Um, And this all happened at the 2001 MTV VMAs after party when she was on a break from, uh, then boyfriend, Nick Lachey, Lachey, if you're nasty. Lachey. No, I know. I just like to call him Nick Lachey. I love his blind, but she was <laughs> uh, on a break with him. And Jessica Simpson on a- this Amazon story says, I was dodging calls from two boy banders, one from NSYNC and the other from Backstreet Boys. She said she was also dodging some music executives, um, at this exact party. And then Jessica Simpson's trainer at the time recognized this, quote, massive movie star. And that's sort of the, how they got introduced. And Jessica Simpson says, he gave me a different hug, a modified celebrity embrace. We all know the type. Um He held me a few seconds longer than I expected. And our mutual friend, my bodyguard, um was... Uh, like, introducing me to this megastar who I grew up thinking was so hot. He eyeballed me up and down and, like, he was undressing me with his eyes. Now, she talked about how much she loved getting hit on by this guy who she had idolized his whole life. But then, like, three days later, on September 11th, 2001, she got back with Nick Lachey, as she documented in Open Book. And then she talked about um, meeting this mystery actor at the Beverly Hills Hotel, While she was getting ready for an award show and they kissed in the bungalows, she says, I felt this warm rush all the way down my body to the tips of my toes and my wedges. He texted me throughout the award show. The event was so huge that it made me feel special that every beautiful woman in Hollywood is there. And he wanted to text me. Now, the story doesn't really have a happy ending because she saw him on a red carpet with another woman and he was telling her that she was the only person in his life. They met up one more time and spent the night together in a hotel, but she didn't want to sleep with him. Baby woman, what were your thoughts on this Amazon story? Were you pissed that you didn't get it in open book? Are you just happy for that it's out now?
5: Both. So as I was looking down and seeing the books that were stacking my microphone, of course, open book is just oh. always right here. The best book that was ever written. Um, if you ask me, um, anyway, um, part sorry, Plato. Saw- yeah. Sorry. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, who <laughs> Jessica Simpson, mesmerizing says the New Yorker on the cover. And I agree. Co-signed by Sarah Heron, celebrity memoir expert. Um, no, I mean, when I first saw this, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How could you have excluded this open book was supposed to be everything, but then it just made me think Jessica Simpson has lived such a life and is such a, such a writer her daily life at kindergarten drop off could probably be another essay like she she just sees the world in a different way she's she's been through it um and as long as the revelations keep coming i don't care if i have to read an amazon essay once a week um or i hope she's working on open book too even more open the book is more open oh, um i i know that they she shot a pilot with um john stamos like based on open book they shot a pilot um so i hope that gets picked up i need any and all jessica simpson content at all time but i also like who do we think this man is like george clooney
2: I think I, you it's...
3: know i was
5: thinking george clooney that I'm was clooney. my first thought was you
3: george too. clooney
2: i thought it was uh leonard dicaprio
3: okay no i would never go for her
2: nope what a blonde 23 year old no way <laughs>
3: But, but she the- was always too mature for Leo. Mature? Is this chicken <laughs> or is Leo? this tuna?
2: At the newlyweds time, she was right for the pickup. I
3: mean, she yeah, but she was like more famous than him. Like Leo liked these models who were not were were known for not opening their mouths. And she opened her mouth.
2: <laughs> I, chicken I- to
3: see. I you know. know like, it was
2: right before he dated Giselle and then Blake Lively. So it's no, sort of, I thought no, it was, I,
3: I'm, I'm sticking with George Clooney.
2: Good who guess. Who at the
3: time was really into cupcakes,
5: you know, cupcakes. I think like 2001, like who were the biggest, because like Brad Pitt was still with Jennifer Aniston.
2: Yeah. that's. Were, I like, thought it could be him, but he was still with Jennifer the Aniston. movie and stars. That.
5: that would be like the ones you were obsessed with growing up, but also still movie stars.
2: It really can only be like Ben Affleck, George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Like there's like five guys who I feel like could fall into this category of a massive movie star she's obsessed with growing up.
5: And like why not drop their name? Because open book is just full of name drops. So like, is it something legally? Is it because she's saving it for the sequel to the real book? Is it embarrassing? Like maybe he isn't didn't age well. So she's like, I don't want <laughs> I gotta keep it, you know, anonymous.
2: I don't know. George Clooney is a good one that I never thought was possible, but that like totally makes sense. Cause he was, I don't know. He was dating so many people at that time and just really hoeing it up. was Clooney. That was really his heyday of when he was dating like every waitress, cocktail waitress, uh, aspiring model at the time. Well, Jessica Simpson, tell us. Do you think Nick
5: Lachey, who I know is happily married now, but in my mind, Nick Lachey gets this Google alert because I'm sure his name is in these articles about it because they were married and at the end of every article it will say Simpson was previously married to Lachey or yada yada yada, whatever.
2: He was currently with him at the time. Yes,
5: we entered with him at the time. Like they were on their break and she has said long before she's always credited 9-11 for them getting back together which is why um anyway (laughs) let's go right past that um but do you think he got the he got the google alert he's like skimming the essay and he's like who was she with do you think he sent it to his brother drew and was like drew who do you think jessica was going to almost leave me for like who could this be and they're going back and forth on their group chat i think she told him.
2: Oh, i think, think she, she told she him knew. i think after they got married she told him who this massive movie star was oh okay so now let's please interrogate nick lachey to see if yes instead of first.
5: when he's doing press for the perfect match the yes. new netflix show coming out that he's somehow the host of again someone should please ask nick lachey who is the movie star that jessica <laughs> simpson almost left you for in 2001
2: we are on or like could have been
5: like
3: gerard butler you know really big at the time and i could sort of see it
2: yeah even like like jared leto you know even like jared leto i wouldn't say massive but like no
5: no he would never go for her no i'm gonna spend my afternoon um on getty or shutterstock looking at photos from the 2001 mtv movie or or you know who else you know who else i I do know that britney and justin timberlake
2: were there but that's
3: around around 2001 russell crowe Mm, Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. She could want that gladiator. Well, while we all uh, I hope all of you listeners do what we do and go down a wormhole of looking at the 2001 VMA's after party photos, trying to link it up and just get your sleuth hats on and just really find out who this man is. Leave it in the comments. We'll be doing our own research. Maybe Jessica Simpson will unveil it with uh, you know, a new Amazon little quick short moment, but that remains to be seen. But what's true is we're going to be here talking about it next week. Thank you to my hosts, Sarah and Gwen, for helping Spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Perrin, Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, and fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, guys, they're, they're just,
5: just like, like, like
2: us. Us! <laughs> yes, they are. All right, Googling 2001 VMAs after parties, Jessica Simpson. Thank you guys. We'll be back next week. Bye.
3: Bye.